Welcome to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with your host, Sadhu Khalsa. One of the problems with treating addiction is that the medical profession doesn't try to help treat the root cause of the addiction, only the symptoms and behavior. It's time to look at addiction treatment from a new perspective. We'll discuss treatments and ideas that actually work. It just takes a different sort of understanding. Now, here is Sadhu Khalsa. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our next uh, session. My guest today is Mercedes Kirkel, and she is a multi-award winning author and channel for Mary Magdalene and the Yasu. In 2010, Mary Magdalene began coming to Mercedes daily, giving extraordinary messages for humanity's spiritual evolution. That was the birth of Mercedes' first book, Mary Magdalene Beckons, Join the River of Love. The focus of that book is the sacred partnership between the feminine and masculine, including how our bodies, sexuality, and emotions are pathways to God. The second book, titled Sublime Union, A Woman's Sexual Odyssey, guided by Mary Magdalene, contains many, uh, contains uh, Mary's <clears throat> instruction on sacred sexuality, along with Mary's fascinating story of engaging the practices with her partner. I'd like to welcome all to Mercedes Kirkle, and I feel it would be great, Mercedes, if you can give uh, your background and a little history and how you got to doing this work and why you love this work so much and why there's so many people that are signing up for your courses and getting this information and having the life that they've always wanted. And I, the first statement I think we talked about is what addiction is. And I'd like you to start wherever you like and we'll go forward. All right. Well, hello and thank you, Saru, to having me on the show. And I'm happy to be here. So... Yes, I have what for many people is an unusual story. I think it's kind of a miraculous story. And it um, goes back to 2009, really, where I was living in Hawaii. And I had a feeling that my I was supposed to change my life, that my work especially was supposed to change. And it was about helping people spiritually. And I had a feeling that this is going to involve channeling, which... Most people are familiar with channeling, but for those who aren't, channeling is communicating with higher beings, beings who aren't physically present, but who many people believe we can have another kind of connection with, a psychic connection with. And I believe that I was um, headed that direction, but I had a problem because I didn't know how to channel. <laughs> I didn't know how to talk to higher beings, <laughs> and uh, so I didn't know what to do, and So I started praying, and I actually prayed for nine months every single day that if this is what was really supposed to happen, if this was meant to be my life work, that I would be given all the tools I needed, including being able to channel. And so during that time, this was 2009, I got a message from my guides and this is something that I was familiar with throughout my life, that periodically I got messages. Um, and I got a message that I was supposed to leave the big island of Hawaii. And I was very upset by this message because I had lived in Hawaii for 10 years. I thought I was going to live there the rest of my life. And I loved Hawaii. 
So I checked out the message. I asked three times, is this, am I understanding this correctly? Is this what I'm really supposed to do? And each time I got a very clear yes, this is what I was supposed to do. So I took a huge leap of faith and decided to leave Hawaii and what I considered my home. But I didn't know where to go. The message hadn't told me where to go. It just said, leave Hawaii. And I should add, the reason that I took this huge leap of faith is because I had gotten messages in the past telling me what to do in my life. And whenever I followed them, things always turned out definitely for the best and usually in ways I couldn't have orchestrated on my own. So I had trust that this was the right thing to do. So I left Hawaii, didn't know where to go, so I went to visit my family on the mainland of the United States, and it turned out that my um, parents were having some challenges with aging, and that they hadn't communicated this to me, and so I was very happy to be there and to be able to help them, and I spent the next four months helping my parents make some very important changes in their lives that they were needing so that they could be in better condition to face the challenges of aging that they were facing. And throughout that time, periodically, I would ask Spirit, okay, Spirit, where's my home now? Where am I supposed to be living? And I got absolutely no response. But I thought, well, it's okay. I know what I'm supposed to be doing for now. I'm supposed to be helping my parents. So I just accepted that. At the end of the four months, I felt like I had done everything I could at that time to help my family and I started getting messages again, and the messages guided me to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I got to Santa Fe, and it was like the signs were there. I felt like everything I needed was provided for me, like the red carpet was just rolled out. When I first got to town, there was light streaming down from the sky, like some biblical picture, and I thought, okay, okay, I get it. (laughs) This is where I'm supposed to be. And um, one of the things that got handed to me on a silver platter, I got invited first for a place to stay and then a place to live. And the place that I got invited to live was with a woman who was a professional channeler. She channeled angels. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I asked her and I I told her, I said, you know, I have this feeling I'm supposed to be channeling, but I don't know how to do it. And she said, well, do you meditate? And I said, I used to meditate, but I went through a spiritual awakening that was very profound. And after that, I didn't feel the need to meditate anymore. And she said, well, it really helps to have an open mind and you might want to try meditation. So the next morning I sat down and meditated, which I knew very well how to do. And all of a sudden I felt a presence coming with me and it was centered in my throat. And I had the feeling that it was stuck. And that actually it was stuck because of me, that I was blocking something coming through. And I had a very strong sense that it was a benign thing. It wasn't anything negative. And I wanted it to come through. And I thought, this might be the breakthrough I've been waiting for, of Mm -hmm. finally being able to channel. So I just asked and put all my attention on releasing whatever blockage I had in my throat. And all of a sudden, a voice started speaking through me in a very different way than the way I speak. And inside, internally, I got the message, this is the voice of Mary Magdalene. Mm. 
And for people who aren't familiar with who Mary Magdalene is, Mary Magdalene was one of the closest followers of Jesus. She's different from Mother Mary. She wasn't his Mary. She she wasn't his mother. She was one of his followers. And there's not very much known about her other than she was a very close follower. And so... I got this message. This was Mary Magdalene talking to me. And what was coming through out loud, I was actually speaking out loud in this very different voice, was this amazing spiritual communication. Totally profound, totally um, very significant and deep. And, um, And at the same time, I was feeling this spiritual energy of just tremendous love and actually bliss i felt bliss and by and it this experience continued until an entire discourse had revealed itself had been given and then it ended and i was left in this kind of puddle i was just melted mm-hmm. because it was so amazing to me and i felt like a miracle had just happened and then all of a sudden i had a thought And the thought was, I'm not going to remember this. And that was completely unacceptable to me because I did feel like a miracle had happened. And I felt like my job was I needed to share this with other people. It wasn't just for me. And so without a moment's hesitation, I asked Mary Magdalene if I could go get my computer and if she would give me the message again so that I could type it into my computer and record it through typing it into my computer and she said yes I went and got my computer and came back and she gave me the entire message again absolutely identical to the first time word for word verbatim the same and what that did for me was it confirmed that not only was this a miracle but it was real that this was really another being talking to me that I wasn't just making this up because I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have recreated the message in the state that I was in. My mind was just blown. And so that was the beginning of Mary Magdalene coming to me. And I didn't know it then, but what happened was she continued to come every day for a month and give an equally amazing, profound message to me every single day. And I quickly realized she was downloading a book, chapter by chapter, in perfect form. And at the end of 30 days, I had a book. It was Mm -hmm. phenomenal, with a complete message. So that was the start. And... um, And then she told me that she wanted me to include my commentaries to each of her messages because what happened was when I started reading these messages to people, people would say, this is incredible. I've never heard anything like this. This is so amazing. But then people would say, but I don't completely understand everything she's saying. And that surprised me because I totally understood it. There was no question in my mind what she was communicating and what she was meaning, but I was also the one receiving it. So she told me that my job was to write commentary to help other people understand what I understood and to be a bridge between her messages and our ordinary awareness and way of thinking to help people understand. So I did that, and that became the first book. 
Fantastic. Wow. <clears throat> what, a, what a history. What a blessing uh, to be able to receive that. And what's been the response of people that have read your book and have gotten acquainted with the, these ideas that are very different from, you know, uh, standard practice and uh, evidence-based research? This is and from the heart and love, and that's very different than cognitive therapy and uh, things like that. So we got a few seconds uh, left before the break, and we'll continue afterward. But any, any, uh, can you speak to how people have been been responding to the work you've been doing? Yes, for such a yes. Long time? They respond from their heart, and yes. it's been amazing to me to see because the book speaks directly to the heart, and people get it. The ones who find their way to the book, it just totally opens their heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're finding out that uh, that the cells of the brain come out of the cells of the heart. The heart comes first. And I, after the break, I really want you to speak to what the addiction to the mind is and how that makes it difficult to work with the feelings that we have. So yes. yeah, that's such a topic. And then I've, I've agreed to be uh, a subject in the case study because Mercedes has been working with me a little bit, and I think that process will be rather helpful. So we'll go see how that how that goes after the break. We have let's see what else we could say. Um, yeah, and that wasn't an easy easy decision to make because it, uh, it means I'm going to be extremely vulnerable. But I think there's so much to uh, it. Uh, it touched my heart. Is doing healing work for me, and I think this is could be uh, uh, helpful to the audience. Uh, so, yes, I really appreciate it because I think it'll help people understand, give a taste of this process, and that's a real gift. Yeah, it's different than to putting it in words. It's a real, a real experience. So, uh, I'm excited about doing it. I'm a little nervous about doing that. But uh, we'll do that after the break. So we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.khalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Well, we're back from the break, and uh, I want to just mention that feel free to email or call in, and we'll try and answer whatever questions you might have as, as time permits. If not, I'll get back to you personally after the show within the next day or two. So let's return to Mercedes Kirkle, and Mercedes, take it from there and see where we go from here. Okay, there's so much to say about this, and I'll do my best to fit in all the important parts that we can in this period of time. Um, What I want to get into is what Mary Magdalene was actually talking about that's so different from most of what we hear. And um, first, I want to say she's very practical. It's not airy-fairy, you know, woo-woo stuff or anything like that. She's very, very practical. And what she's talking about is how to connect with our heart, how to really live from our heart. And people who are already involved in the spiritual world are familiar with this because there's an understanding that that's where spirituality really happens, is in our heart. But many people don't necessarily identify with being spiritual or aren't, you know, consciously involved in the spiritual world. But I think where we are, where we most are familiar with our heart is from falling in love, the experience of falling in love. And that's where most people connect with their heart. But what Mary Magdalene is saying is it's not limited to that. We could have that feeling all the time, that feeling of being in love. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with opening our heart. And that for most of us, we have some big blocks to that. And the biggest one is we have been trained that we should live in our mind instead of our heart. And from our very earliest um, growing up experiences, most of us have been given this training, and let me tell you how. What Mary Magdalene says is, in order to live in your heart and have this feeling of love all the time, that there's some foundation work you have to do. And specifically, there are three parts of our being that have to have a strong foundation, and that's our relationship with our body, our relationship with our sexuality, and our relationship with our emotions. So it's body, sexuality, emotions. And if you think about what most people have a hard time with in their life, it's usually one, two, or all three of those things. 
Yes. Those are the areas that most of us human beings are not fully strong in yet. We've gone to school for 12 years. We've really developed our mind, and we're doing great in the mental department. But these are other parts of our being that we have not developed equally well. And she's saying we're suffering it because it's keeping us from being in our heart. And if we had those things strong, that they would lead us naturally to being in our heart. And she says, of those three things, our relationship with our body, our sexuality, and our emotions, they're all important, but the one that's the biggest and the one that would make the biggest difference for the most people is emotions, and specifically painful emotions, how we relate to painful emotions. And most of us have learned the way to relate to painful emotions is to not have them, and if you do have them, get out of them as fast as you can. <laughs> and this is otherwise known as avoidance. And we have a whole culture based on avoiding painful emotions. And the number one way most of us do it is by going into our thinking. And instead of feeling, we immediately get out of the feeling sense and we go into our minds. And if that doesn't work, then we do other things, and we tend to call those things addictions. We might have addictions that actually, you know, are more the classic viewed addictions, like addictions to drugs or alcoholism or whatever. But we might have socially accepted addictions, like being a workaholic is an example of a socially accepted addiction. Yes. There are many, many of those, too. And what they all share in common is avoidance. At the bottom of all addictions is avoidance. And fundamentally, what people are avoiding is emotional pain. But as people who are involved with addictions know, that while you might get into an addiction to avoid emotional pain, the end result is more pain. Addictions lead to more pain. So they don't actually work. They're not an effective technique. But until you have a replacement, most people don't know anything better to do because they don't want to be stuck in emotional pain. Here's where Mary Magdalene comes in because she says you don't have to be stuck in emotional pain. She said, actually, emotions were given to human beings as a gift, but we never learned how to receive the gift and how to make use of it. And that includes painful emotions. And that if we understood painful emotions as a tool, it's kind of like our inner GPS that's Mm. guiding us to a place where we've gotten disconnected from our own wholeness, our own wellness, which is what she calls our connection to God. But if you don't like God, you don't have to bring God into it. You can just call it wellness, wholeness, well-being. And she says we've got when we get disconnected from that, it's like we're sick on the inside, but it's a spiritual sickness and it needs healing. And the thing that tells us that we need healing are our emotions. So instead of avoiding them and suppressing them, we need to listen to them and let them guide us. And what she's done is given us the pathway, how to listen to emotions in a way that leads to healing and leads to well-being, including the painful emotions like fear, like grief, like anger, all those very human feelings, which most of us spend our whole life running away from. But in actuality, she said, 
It's not helping us. It's hurting us. And what we really need is to learn something new, new skills. It's not just, oh, just open to your feelings and everything will work out. Right. There's actual skills that unfortunately don't exist hardly at all in our world, and that's what she's brought in. She's brought in a teaching, and it's not a difficult teaching. Not difficult in the sense that it's not complex. It's simple and straightforward. What's difficult about it is most of us are so afraid of our painful emotions that it's very difficult to do something different and other than run away from them. Most of us have huge, huge patterns and habits of running away that are hurting us, but we do it because we don't know what else to do. So she's giving us something else to do. Fantastic. Wow. Wow. It's so needed in our culture and in the world today Mm -hmm. uh, not to run and stay present and go through the process and be open and be willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. And we're seeing this come up in all different arenas where it's coming up now. And Mary Magdalene says that's no accident mm-hmm. that it's coming up now. And she says, actually, this is part of the bigger pattern of the masculine feminine relationship mm-hmm. that living in our heart is part of what could be called the archetypal feminine, which means that we all have it, whether we're a man or a woman child, we all have our inner feminine, our inner masculine. And our inner masculine is most um, played out and lived out through our mind and our mental activities. Most of us have highly developed minds, and that's fantastic. It's, you know, allowed us to be accomplished so much that human beings have accomplished. But it's not all of who we are. We also have these other parts, and it's the other part is our feminine part, which in its wholeness shows up as being able to be in our hearts. And not just when we fall in love and meet, you know, our wonderful other, the, the other person that, you know, opens our heart for us, and then it goes away. It's not just an experience. It's something that we can do all the time, just like we can use to, we've learned to harness our minds all the time. It doesn't just happen randomly. We know how to make use of our minds. We can have the same relationship with our heart, but it's been suppressed, and it has to do with the centuries-long suppression of the feminine. And it's coming up now in so many arenas where it's, Time for the feminine to have her place. And within each of us, that means having access to our hearts and that we need it for our well-being and our wholeness. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Wow. Mm. Mm. And our mind won't go away. She says where this is leading is to the marriage of our heart and mind. And our mind is important. It's not that we're supposed to become, you know, idiots or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> or blank slates. No, we have this wonderful play between our mind and our hearts that can allow us to be all of who we're meant to be and give us all the tools to do that. And the sign when we do that is that we're happy. Yes. Happy and we're fulfilled. Mm, what a wonderful outcome of being able, being courageous to step into this arena 
we're going to pause now for our last break and we'll come back and we have a lot to share uh, on the next segment of our one hour. So we'll be back shortly. Thanks for staying with us. And th thank you, Mercedes, for sharing what you've shared with us so far. My pleasure. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we're now going to be in our next se segment. And it is the opportunity for Total Health Recovery. And in this segment... Uh, I'm going to share some of my experience working with Mercedes because it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to share a real experience that it has happened many times with Mercedes and particularly like last night. So this is very fresh and current. So what, what I have learned uh, that I wanted to learn that I didn't know how to do was how to stay connected to someone I love. And if there's a disturbance or there's an irritation or there's a anger, what the, what does one do with that? Because my pattern would be, I'm go, I, I'm, that's it. It's over. Uh, and I wouldn't be willing to work, work it out. If it wasn't working, I said, well, then it's not working. And I would run away from the uncomfortable feelings 
<clears throat> so what what has come up? Uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, arrangements to do the radio show, and uh, I have twelve guests, and I made a mistake by double booking it uh, with the same date for Mercedes. She had a particular date she wanted to do it, and I made a mistake and didn't give that date. And so Mercedes, true to herself, had to share her feelings about that and that she was hurt and didn't feel valued and so forth. When she said that, I started getting defensive and went to my mind and wanted to be right rather than wrong. So we, you know, because Mercedes is very masterful at asking questions without making judgments, that approach itself helped me to deal with what was going on be behind and below the surface of making that mistake and how I reacted to it. And basically, it was very uncomfortable for me to be blamed or blame myself. And what came up in that as we talked for quite a while is my insecurity and feelings of um, not being competent in dealing with uncomfortable feelings. And what was below that was the feeling that I was an emotional cripple. And that was really painful to to deal with. And the the way, and I stay, I didn't run, I didn't hang up the phone, <laughs> which I felt like doing. And I said, you know, we, we can work this out. And Mercedes engaged me in a process that helped me get through that. And uh, we talked about it even this morning some more, uh, the feeling of being vulnerable and being sad that I had the perception that I wasn't capable or competent enough to work with feelings, which I really want to be able to do. So I want to turn it back over to Mercedes and have her share her uh her feelings and thoughts about what that process was and, and how helpful that has been to me to work through something that I was very resistant in doing and how that was a healing process for me. Yes. Thank you for sharing this because I think so many people can relate to the very real example of what it's like to be confronted with uncomfortable feelings, wanting to run. And first of all, that you didn't do that. And I really applaud you. And that's the beginning stage. And even the awareness of I want to run is the beginning of change because then you're self-aware and you realize you you can make a different choice if you want to. And in your case, you chose to stay and to allow the discomfort and allow it to lead you somewhere. And um, where it led was to your mind. And that's kind of like the, as, as we said in the description for the show, that's our number one defense against feeling is our mind. And what most of us do when we don't want to feel things is we go into our mind and what our mind does is it creates um, these beliefs as a way of trying to protect us from the danger of feeling, the perceived danger. And often these beliefs can be self-judgments that are extremely painful, like the one that you were um, describing of, you know, having this judgment of yourself as being incompetent relative to being able to handle emotions and the emotional arena. And that's very typical. And most of us have 
tons of self-judgments like that that we live with that um, we originally developed to protect ourselves, but the judgment itself becomes its own form of pain. But we were able to work with that and deconstruct it so we could get beyond what you could call the mask, the the protective mask or trying to be protective mask of this self-judgment to the pure feeling underneath, which was sadness. There was sadness there because you didn't have the sense that you were as competent as you wanted to be. And maybe even some fear that maybe I'll never be able to be as competent. Maybe there's something the matter with me, like I'm an emotional cripple. And these are the two base emotional pains that most of us humans are most afraid of facing, is fear and sadness. And what Mary says is if we allow it, that it can, it can guide us to the place where the real wound happened, the real disconnect happened. And in the, the scenario you're describing, the disconnect was this place where you know what, this place that lives in you and really lives in all of us, that knows what it is to be competent. Because one of the things that Mary has communicated to me is you can't miss something that you don't already know. (laughs) And if you feel like I'm missing something, I'm missing the competence that I should have, there's a part of you that knows what it is to have it or you can't miss it. Yes. And that's a clue that it's not out there somewhere. It's in us. And that's the big change. She says that what we're seeking isn't out there. It's not like what you're going to do in your life that's going to prove you're competent. It's, an, it's part of your wholeness that you are inherently, uh, what she says is you're inherently a part of God. Mm-hmm. And you're inherently competent. You have your own way of expressing that, and it may not look like the way anyone else expresses it, but it doesn't mean that you are any less than any other part of the universe, that mm-hmm. you are whole. And and how did it feel for you when you made that shift to connecting with that inner place? What happened yeah. for you? There was a great deal of uh, relief uh, and excitement that it could be different. And that there is a competency in me that I already have certain aspects of that competency. And I wasn't giving myself credit for that. I was still blaming myself for not being what I thought I should be. So it was a great, it was a great exercise. It, it, It was very healing and therapeutic. And it's a beginning, again, to keep the commitment to work with the feeling that might be uncomfortable for me to experience absolutely and and it's empowering yes. this is human empowerment and it's not to say that you might choose to do actions in life that would support this maybe in the future you'll you know go about booking guests in a different way that will give you more you know confidence that'll go the way you really wanted it to go because i'm sure you wanted it to to go well you you weren't <laughs> yeah. trying to you know make problems for anyone of course but you do it on the basis of, of knowing your inner wholeness, your inner wellness, rather than in order to be somehow okay, you have to do everything on the outside perfect. That's yes. not yes. the case. You're already well. You're already whole. And then you can use that strength to live your life as best you can. 
Right. So that self-awareness and self-acknowledgement is one way of working with and curing the addictive process that I'm okay and that I can do it and I'm competent to do it and right. I want to do it. And that's right. that's the healing process for Absolutely. any Absolutely. And what Mary is saying is that each one of us has our own perfect map for how to get there. And the map is our emotions. Mm. And nobody's emotions are the same. And it's all unique. And even if you're having the same emotion as someone else, it doesn't mean your pathway is the same because the, the place, the inner place that the emotion is guiding you to that you've gotten disconnected from will be uniquely yours. Yes. But... She said it's actually a very dependable system. This analogy that I love to use of our inner GPS, it's mm-hmm. so accurate. So rather than emotions being this thing that you can't trust, that you have to avoid and run away from at all costs, it's actually one of the most trustable sources of information and guidance that we have available to us. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's a total gift, and we've been so misunderstanding of it. And she said, it's, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Just like in the women's movement, they are saying, you know, it's about time. It, it's enough. You know, time's up. Time's up. That's the expression. She's saying time's up for becoming truly reunited with our emotions not something trying to hurt us, just like many people have this distrust of the feminine altogether, and they're connected. This is a way that we've learned to distrust the feminine is by distrusting emotions. Yes. And so many, and especially men, get these messages of man up, you know, grow some balls. And what are they uh, saying in those messages? They're saying, don't be emotional. Yeah, That's fundamentally right. what they're saying. And it's backwards. It's all wrong. Mm-hmm. Wow, these teachings are revolutionary, and yet they're very ancient and they're very simple. And she brings that message through you to others that can benefit from understanding and practicing these things. It's a practice right. too. Right, and that's why I call it universal, because it doesn't matter what you believe, what religion or no religion you have, it doesn't matter. Everyone has emotions, and everyone has their inner wholeness, and we all need it. Yes, so true, so true. My goodness, wow. Uh, well, we uh, are going to take a break pretty soon, and then we'll be back for our last uh, last segment. So we'll hold, hold that thought, the next part you wanted to delve into and share with the audience. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life 
and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness dash inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. All right, we're ready for our, our, our last segment. And I, I just want to state again for the audience that many of the people that I'm interviewing are part of the treatment team that I put together here in Santa Fe. So you can get a feeling and a taste What's it like to work with people of this level of awareness and consciousness and skill level? So that's why I created Total Health Recovery to bring together what I call master healers that can work with individuals and groups and provide this orientation, healing, and opportunity for transformation and healing. And I'll say it, ascension, or resurrection. That puts it pretty strongly, but that's the possible outcome of working on ourselves to be who we truly are and to be comfortable that we are more than just uh, flesh and bones, that we are spirit and uh, we are the light. I want to turn it back over to Mercedes. Thank you. Hi. So I, I just want to say a little bit about the process that I use when I'm helping people to use Mary Magdalene's process that she's brought forth. And um, I actually have a a class that I teach online where I do this with people. I teach people these steps because what I'm most interested in is people being self-empowered. I help people. I do sessions with people. And I know that that has been very, very helpful to people too, you know, just like any counselor or coach. But there's also the possibility that I'm even more excited about that I can teach people how to do them, this themselves because it's all about empowerment, empowerment for our ultimate happiness and well-being. So when I work with people, the first thing that I do is I get them to see how they're living in their mind. And the main way I do this is by showing how we're always making judgments. And what that means to me is that we're always judging things as being good, bad, right, wrong, appropriate, inappropriate, all those kinds of things. 
And most people have no idea that they're doing this. And when I go through the class with people, which is where we go into it really in depth, and I teach them to become aware first of their own thinking process, most people are shocked. Mm-hmm. They really have no idea that they are living so much in their mind and so much in judgment. And it's not only negative judgment, it's also judging things as good, wonderful, fantastic, just that we actually, it's kind of like the matrix. It's the lens that we relate to the world through is this whole lens of, is it good? Is it bad? And is it right? Is it wrong? And trying to always be on the side of rightness and goodness so that you don't get punished by being on the side of badness and wrongness. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's the first thing I teach is for people to be aware of, of how we're always doing that. Because then when you're aware, like I said, you can make a different choice. And the second thing I teach is the beginning of the different choice. And that's what it is to get out of our minds and instead start to feel. And feeling is actually like a muscle that we develop. And for most of us, it is completely atrophied to the point that most people, if I ask them what they feel, they will give me a string of thoughts and not one of them is a feeling. Um, But we use very wonderful tools that really help people and all of a sudden the light bulbs start going off and people start to realize, oh, I do have feelings and this is what it is. I've just been running away from them. And so the second thing is identify the feelings. The third thing is let the feelings guide you. Learn this technique for what the feelings want to guide you to, which is the place where you're not well on the inside, where you've disconnected from yourself. And the magic is, once they guide you there, simply by the fact that you're there, you already get reconnected. It's very simple. And when I was doing this process with you, Sadhu, um, what we noticed was it took almost no time at all. For such a deep, profound process, it was amazingly quick. That's true. Yes, it's a very direct process. So I teach people how to do that. And then... The next step after that is, how do I bring it into life? Because it's not like, um, okay, I'm well, I'm immune now. We're never immune from life. So it's like, okay, what what steps do I want to take in life, which might mean making some changes, that will support me staying connected to this inner place that I've reconnected to? So next time some shock comes along, I don't bounce out of it so quickly and so easily. And eventually, I'm able to stay connected in the way I want to stay connected to my wholeness and wellness. And then the final thing I do is teach people, how do you connect to other people's hearts? Mm -hmm. Because this is just as applicable to others as it is to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing different way to live your life from the heart instead of from the head cut off from the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow. So true. And what I've seen is this has made incredible differences in people's lives. And some people come to me who are very serious spiritual seekers, and they tell me, I've done so much work, and yet no one has ever talked about this. And they said, as they engage it, they say, I can't believe the difference this is making for me. Mm -hmm. And they 
I can tell for many of them, they're kind of, they often have a mourning in there. And one of the things in reclaiming our emotions is that we learn how to mourn again. And that mourning is actually part of what heals us, allowing mourning. And many people have a mourning that they didn't learn this as a child. And many parents have a mourning that they didn't do this with their children when their children were young and that they didn't raise their children this different way. And that's very real. That's very real, and part of it is allowing the beauty of that, that that morning also will grow our heart and open our heart. And while we can't change what's already happened in the past, we can certainly change the present into the future. And that's what I see with people, and it's incredibly gratifying to see the changes people make in their lives through this very straightforward and actually simple process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you have cl- you have classes now that you teach. Yes, I have a class called the Magdalene Heart Path Process. It's a Magdalene Heart Path online course, and that's where I teach people how to do this. And then, of course, I also do one-on-one sessions with people where I engage it with people with whatever's going on in their life, so that they can you know, be supported in having the transformation they want. Mm-hmm. And um, I, and this is also the basis for other spiritual classes that I teach. So if, you're, if you go to my website, you can see all the things that I offer. And your website is called what? MercedesKirkle.com. So that's mm-hmm. M-E-R-C-E-D-E-S-K-I-R-K-E-L. Dot com. Mm. Wow. And I just want to say that I have seen this in my own life. It's not just that I help other people. This has transformed my life and still continues to. I am the messenger. I am not a perfect person. I'm not different from all everybody else who I work with, who's listening to this show. I'm very human, have all my challenges, and It has helped me immensely. And what Mary Magdalene says about this is this is our true spiritual path. Like I said, it's not some woo-woo path. It's about being able to live in our heart, and we're all capable of it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's the hope for humanity is being more in our hearts. Absolutely. And how wonderful that it's a pathway that we all can do. We all have our feelings, even if we've cut off from them. We all can reconnect and find that pathway again. Mm-hmm. Any uh, last comments you would like to make, Mercedes? Anything else you want to share? Well, mostly that I think we're living in an amazing time that I feel so hopeful about. The changes I see happening with the feminine and the masculine, both becoming so aware. To me, it's very connected to what Mary Magdalene is doing, which is wanting to empower our inner feminine so that we can all come to our wholeness and continue to grow. And I see the signs in our world that this is happening, that we're ready for it. And what Mary says, it's inevitable. We can choose how long it's going to take for us to get there, but we've got what we need to do it and we can choose it now. And I just think it's an incredibly exciting time. I want to, uh, we're sorry, we're out of time. I want to thank you so much, Mercedes, for sharing what you've done 
and the possibility and hope for all of us to be live more in our heart. Thank you very much, Mercedes. You're so welcome. Thank you. Oh, my soul, you come and you go through the paths of time and space. Thank you for listening to Total Health Recovery from addiction to super health. We hope you'll join Sadhu Khalsa again for another program next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Join us again in one week. Walk such a path with all your faith. You will never Give yourself to such a 